You're listening to a podcast hosted on the Podcast Matrix. Get your entire podcast library hosted now at whatisthepodcastmatrix.com. Are you troubled by pop culture references you don't understand? Does trying to figure out a good jumping on point in a long-running comic series keep you up at night? Have you or your friends or family seen a comic book-based movie, TV show, or cartoon and not known what was going on? If the answer is yes, then this is the podcast for you. My Big Fat Pull List. Our assembly of knowledgeable hosts are eager to help answer all your comic book-based pop culture questions. We're ready to geek out with you. The Academy Awards have given out honors to all kinds of films over the last 91 years of its inception. Dramas, comedies, war films, westerns, romances, musicals, and animation. Horror films and fantasy films have also had their days, although few and far between, in the top spot at the Oscars. Even a few science fiction films have garnered nominations in the top categories. But when it comes to award season, each year there seems to be a multi-million dollar genre that award shows regularly treat as something less than award-worthy. A type of film that typically is viewed as just popcorn summer fair. A belief held by award show voters that a film which makes hundreds of millions of dollars at the box office each and every year couldn't possibly be considered art. That dirty word at the Oscars? Comic book movies. At least until recently, comic book-based films have become a genre all on its own in recent history, and they are becoming increasingly harder for the Academy to ignore. Join us as we look back at the history of comic book-based movies and their estranged relationship with Oscar, here on the episode of My Big Fat Pull List. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, geeks and geekettes. I am Mr. X... With me today is Dr. Impact. And of course, Smurfy. Unfortunately, Pistol Danger cannot be with us today. He is on the West Coast doing West Coast things. Uh, he may be dropping in later on, though, with a, uh, a word or two about our subject matter today. And, and that, that brings us to what, what the hell are we talking about? I don't know. What, are, what, what the hell are we talking about? The movies go to the Oscars. The movies go to the Oscars? Yeah. Wait, comic books, <laughs> movies, go to the Oscars. <laughs> Co- comic book movies go to the yeah, Oscars. Finally. And award shows in general, but but Oscar in particular. Yes, today, folks, we're actually going to take a real deep look into how the Academy Awards have pretty much snubbed comic book and comic book-based movies until recently. In recent years, and by recent years, I mean, you know, the last four or five. I'll say. Five. <laughs> yeah. yeah five. They really haven't been taken seriously. I, there's only one real major award that was ever given to a, a comic book movie, and we'll, we'll get to that later, but um, it's not fair. Yeah, yeah. So get out your scorecards, ladies and gentlemen, and dust off those VHS copies of Howard the Duck, because my big fat pull list is going to the Oscars. <laughs> Hollywood's highest honor. I do think it's kind of important to to know where all of this started, even if we don't like go into it in full detail. We just kind of touch on it. We are an educational type kind of podcast, on some manner. Yes, the Oscars were the first. 
all the other award shows came after the Oscars, and they all have kind of copied their format. Ah, okay. So to really trace award shows and all that, you really do have to start with the Oscars. They, they started it all back in 1927. But what I, I just discovered, what I, what I find so very interesting, you know, you, you hear a lot about Douglas Fairbanks Jr. and Charlie Chaplin and Mary Pickford. They were the ones that started the American Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. But I never have heard until recently why why everything got started. And actually, it turns out, I've, I've just discovered that Louis B. Mayer from MGM, from Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, yeah, yeah. he actually kind of started it because of unions. Uh, I didn't know this till recently. The, the early part of the 20s, the entertainment industry was starting to talk about unionization, both for directors and writers and actors, okay. uh, as well as crew. He wanted to com- combat that because with the unions getting together, he could no longer just go to his guys on the back lot and have them do repairs on his house. Mm. And he wanted to build a new house. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) yeah. And he wanted the guys on the back lot to build it for him. But because of the whole unionization thing, it was making things difficult. He was also starting to get similar kind of blowback from actors and directors on Mm. various things. He invited... A bunch of people over to his place, including Fairbanks and Chaplin and uh, Mary Pickford, who was the biggest female star at the time, and she was the only woman that year, the only woman included in the Academy's first year. And he invited them all over and explained what they were going to do and how they were going to you know, focus on things. And he said that if they all agreed and they all signed on to the Academy, then he would make sure that working conditions on sets and paychecks and all of that would improve. So he kind of started it almost like his own little personally run backdoor union. Yeah. In the coming years, they weren't being treated with much respect. Right. And so they decided that they needed to do some sort of events and things. And so that's when he thought, well, let's do some sort of an award show and put that together. That way we have an event every year that we can use to legitimize our pseudo-fake union. Right. And in fact, I found a quote from Louis B. Mayer. And again, I don't know how legit this quote is, but it says that he is quoted as saying, I found that the best way to handle filmmakers was to hang medals all over them. If I got them cups and awards, they'd kill themselves to produce what I wanted. That's why the Academy Award was created. Wow. End, end quote. So, yeah, so that's um, that's kind of interesting. I, I Like I said, I just, just learned that. So, you know, there's a lot of people that always complain about how the Academy Awards are sort of self-congratulatory and... Over the years, they maybe kind of got away from that, and they've yeah. kind of gone back to that. But in a sense, that is kind of—it's their origin, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Hollywood loves Hollywood. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. In a sense, yeah. Even though they want to, they they, they want to say that they don't. Oh, it's do. all about the art. Mm-hmm. But no, it's it's no, it's it's about patting themselves on yeah. the back. Yeah. Now, you know, some of those people that initially signed on with the Academy, for them, it was probably about the art. You know, mm. I'm, I'm sure, based on what I've read about Charlie Chaplin, I'm sure that it was about the art for him. Right. He was such an auteur. Yeah, it's it was certainly self-congratulatory. And typically, you know, in the 90 years of the Oscars, which started in 1927, the actual awards were given out in 1927, and I believe the first ceremony was actually held in 1929 at the Roosevelt Hotel which I've been to and is pretty spectacular building. Yeah. So over those years, you know, they've mostly dramas, 
comedies, a few comedies have won over the years, big awards, a lot of war films, especially in the first 20 years of the awards. And it kind of typically tends to be what the Academy goes for. Historical epics, dramas, depressing stuff. The Academy's always kind of been rooted in that that real downer, you know. Well, when you think about it, when you think about film in general, it seems that the drama is the one that gets the most attention because for whatever reason or another, it seems to be the one that is filled with his uh, the art. Yeah, sure. I feel, I feel like the drama, you're bringing out more emotion. Well, yeah. So I suppose people are like, oh, because it hits them harder. Like, oh, it hit me right in the feet. Well, and I, I think you that know? that's like a that's, that's a common it. misconception. Like, we're, we're, but yeah, we're, I'm probably because like a comedy makes you feel happy. That's an emotion. Yeah, too. everyone's an like, no, too. I'll, but yeah. a comedy can sadness. also make you feel sad too. It, oh, yeah, you do it Many right. So. But I, yeah. I like again, I don't know why. I think it's just part of that psychological thing where if you remember sadness very more, it's like you remember more your bad memories and good memories. Yeah, it's yeah. A psychological thing. They've gone through so many changes and ups and downs because of things like that. I mean. For instance, like the very first year of the Oscars, there was actually two Best Picture Awards. One was Best Artistic Production, and one was Best Overall Technical Production, I think, or something like right. that. And the overall technical production is kind of what has evolved into what we know of as Best Picture now. But, you know, you had two awards for the top spot that first year, and the other award went away the year after. And they've done a lot of that over the years, where they've... Yeah introduced new awards and gotten rid of old awards and discontinued some awards and and things like that to compensate, you know. So they're constantly making changes. But for the most part, for the majority of the 90 years, the Oscars have kept the basic awards. And you have your basic primary awards, which consist of Best Picture, Best Director, the four actor awards, supporting uh, actor and actress and lead actor and actress, and uh, the two screenplay awards, original screenplay and adapted screenplay. And those are kind of your your primaries, which I find ironic because, you know, this art form is, is a visual art form, filmmaking and movies, and you you could get rid of all of that stuff and technically still have a movie. It may not be interesting, but you technically still do. So to me, it seems cinematography is actually should be considered the most primary award of all oh, of yeah. them. Well, that's the great thing about comic books, too, because comic books kind of fall into the same visual storytelling category as films. It's just, it's just you know, not live. Yeah. But right. in a sense, if you look at a comic book, really what you're looking at is a storyboard with actual dialogue. Absolutely. And, that, some... and, and there, there's the superhero epic, there's your Western, there's your sci-fi, there's your horror. Comic books give you all of the genres. Yep. And with depending on how good or bad the writing is, it plays on all the feels as well. I could be reading a superhero comic, and then all of a sudden something dramatic happens, and it hits me. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I'll, and I might tear up. I've I've cried once or twice at a comic. I mean, they've yeah. got me, and I've laughed out loud at comics. Yep. Yep. You know, and they're not hindered by any kind of budgetary constraints. Yeah. So that's kind of a, a basic rundown. Now, one last thing uh, that I I think is kind of important before we get into talking about comic book movies and how they are viewed by award shows, particularly the Oscars, is to kind of understand the way voting works. And it's about as confusing as, as it could possibly get. So I'm going to try to make it to where it's easy to follow and understand. <laughs> to become a member of the Academy, you have to be invited by the Academy to okay. join. You can be invited for any number of reasons. The surefire way to become a member of the Academy is to be nominated. If you are nominated in any category, you are 
invited to be a to, part yeah, yeah, of the academy. To join. The academy. Huh. However, you can only join under one banner. Actors join as actors, directors as directors, and so on. So someone like, let's say, Clint Eastwood, who is a writer, a director, and an actor, yeah. he can only be in the Academy under one banner. Now, I don't know which one he is under. Can you change it? You could probably change every like, every few years, okay. I assume. Huh. But yeah, you, you can can't only, be under all three. You're you like, can't you're, be you're an, an actor under or a director. Right. You can't be both. Right. Got it. And the reason for that is because you can't sweep the Oscars, buddy. You can't. Yeah, it it prevents any kind of stacking you know of the deck. And you know what? Yeah. I say that's BS. If you're that good, you should be able to sweep <laughs> the Oscars. Yeah. You know what? I'd like to see that. Like. Clint Eastwood won. Who else? Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. He Clint Eastwood. All eight. Yeah. He's like, what's up? They're mine. He wins, he wins for animated short yeah, subject. Right. And, yeah. <laughs> when the voting comes around, actors vote for actors, writers vote for writers, directors vote for directors, and so on and so forth down the line. Therefore, you don't have an actor sitting there and voting for sound when that's someone that's not even trained and knows how right. to even do it. Right, right. And then everyone in the Academy votes for best picture. Okay. Which kind of helps keep it down. Now, that all makes sense and that that's all understandable. How the nominees are depicted is a little more confusing. So basically, you have to get a certain number of votes, a magic number of votes to be considered a nominee. And the way that they determine the nominees is they have everyone in that category Pick their top five of the category. So let's say you go with best actor. All the actors write in their top five performances of the year in order. And it's very specific that they put them in order. Mm, okay. So then everybody sends in their, their votes. The Academy, let's say they get 602 ballots for best actor. So now, because that there are going to be five nominees in that yeah right smurphy's over here shaking his head because you can't see it because it's a podcast being a former data (laughs) analyst guy you are going to be pushing some computers to the extreme yeah this is yeah some bar all of this yeah yeah, it's it's really overly overly just wait it hasn't even gotten crazy yet that's i'm shaking my head so let's say they get 602 ballots for best actor there are five nominees that will end up in the category for some reason, you add number one, the number one, automatically to however many are in the category. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know what the reasoning is there. but So okay. you divide 602, let's say, by six, the five slots plus the random plus one. And that gives you 100.33. Now you round that up. You say round all of it up. Right. So you round it up to 101. 101 is now the magic number. So, in order to get a nomination out of all that, you have to receive... So, uh, let me ask you, so is there a point system to 1 through 5, or it's just 1 through 5, and as long as you're on there, you you already get one point. See? There is. It's got to be a point system. Otherwise, none of this would make any sense. There is. So, what they do, then, is they then go through all of... The number one slots. And if you're if you're on number one, you probably get like five points, let's say. And well, no, it's it's not quite like that. Okay. It's you go through, and if if you have secured 101 votes, you're in in the number one slot. You get a nomination, and they kind of do that, and so on and so forth, and then they they discard anyone that doesn't get there. Now that doesn't mean that, like, let's say Emma Stone 
for sake, sake of argument, right. she is picked number one by a majority of, of people, a big group of people, yeah. but she misses the magic number. She doesn't get it. Well, then she gets discarded. But that doesn't mean that she won't hit the magic number. Like in round two. A round two or round four. So she could still get nominated even though she missed she, round so one. even though she's not number one, she still make it in because she was number two or number three Right, or number which means that she could still end up being one of the five nominees. Now now you guys should see Mr. X's face. His face uh, is yeah. like exploding right now. Like I know Emma the... Stone. <laughs> she pretty. She good actress. She's number one in my heart. It's so, so confusing. So confusing. Follow-up question to your actor one, though, and actress one. Oh, yeah, sure. So that's how sometimes you have category where it's only six actors, and sometimes there's eight. No. Or is there a limit? No, there is a limit to that one. There is a limit so to ones five. Have, that, they're like, oh, man, we've got Nine actors who all hit the 101. Whoever's got the most amount of points. I guess. Or, or I guess like, it, it hits. A, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't like, know how like that how breaks. Sports like hockey and all those. Do it, where it's like, hey, you got so many points. You're number one because you have the most points. No matter win or lose, you have 129 points. You're number one. You have 128 points. You're number two. Yeah, I don't know. That could very well be it. Wow. And now that's that's that. You know, Best right. Picture, on the other hand, they do not limit Best Picture to just five anymore. Mm-hmm. We know that everybody, you know, everybody has their own view of whether or not the Academy should go back to just five nominees for Best Picture or if the expanded amount over the last 10 years works. With the new rules, the way it works is they do not go over 10. We cannot go over 10 for Best Picture, but we don't necessarily have to get 10. They won't go under five. Mm. So the way the voting works for Best Picture is essentially the same thing Except the number that you divide in, right? because 10 is the limit, plus 1 is 11. So that gives you your magic number, and then you count all of your votes, and you could only have, like this year of 2019, uh, you could only have 8 films that hit the magic number. So you don't have a full 10. So that's how the voting process works, and I, I, I think that's as clear as mud, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Green. That's yeah. Super green. Yeah. Com- comic books? Don't we? Don't yeah. We talk about comic books. <laughs> yeah. Pop culture comic books. Um, well, and that's to, the yeah. You know what though? It's good to know though. So when you're sitting there, like, why are comic books getting snubbed? There's kind of part of the answer. People aren't voting for them in. Yeah. The yeah. bad people in their bad math. You know. Or so, like, and that's that's a good explanation. Not why enough. Not getting, yeah. Or not enough. Right. Are and that's voting why they're getting in. snubbed. So which like, is hey. you know why you see these hardcore for your consideration campaigns. And I mean it's just it's just a popularity vote. I mean yep. let's face it, the you know movies, comic books, all of it. It's all art, and art is subjective. You yep. can't. Yep. Oh, agreed. You can't. T- you know if something affects you a certain way, it doesn't mean that it's bad. It doesn't mean that it's amazing. It's just it affects you that way. In the world of comic books you know i think we are all big big fans of say the age of apocalypse yeah and we might say that that's the greatest thing ever but i can now go this is stupid but well or somebody else yeah. and I, this is a little far-fetched but somebody else might think that nfl super pro is the yeah, best right. thing ever <laughs> you know art is subjective right. and uh um, right yes. that's 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 an extreme example but it is just a popularity vote, and I think it does lend the thought more to this kind of stuff should be looked at as everything that gets nominated, both for the Oscars as well as in comic book world of like 
the Eisner Awards and, and such. But the, sadly, it should be everything that is nominated well, is, yeah, it is should. classic. It all it all is great. The award itself is kind of immaterial. Well, and you go back to those early days of film, you would still have comic book based film being made, but it's it's just stuff very much geared towards children. Yes. You'd yes. have those those Batman shorts. The movie serials. The serials, yeah. yes. The mm-hmm. ba- Batman had some serials, uh, uh Flash Gordon. Yeah. Hell, uh Captain Marvel. Which, I, the, I don't know the, how... The DC Captain right. Marvel. Yeah. Oh, Shazam. Shazam. Yeah, <laughs> but he was Captain Marvel back he then. He was Captain Marvel yeah, back then. Not, not people know that. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that. I, I have not seen very many movie serials. That is one I have seen. And the Shazam is, ones? Yeah, or, I'm sorry, the, the Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel ones? Yeah. Yeah. It's, for a movie serial, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, very good. Sadly, there were no categories for... For serials. serials, short films, things no, like that. No, there were there were shorts, but, but that's it's not a, considered that's a, not short, a short. It's considered it's a, serial. a serial. Yeah, see, yeah. So, so actually, yes, there were also you know like the Superman animated cartoons. Yeah, at right. that time. So, because there were no categories for serials, which is where comic books tend to find themselves most often, that's where the real genre stuff was. Because that's was where the it's really coming that's where it out. Started, yeah, really. Yeah. So, because of that, there are only two Oscar nominations for any comic book related property prior to the 70s. And that was uh The Mark of Zorro which was nominated for score mm-hmm. in 1940 and one of the Max Fleischer Superman cartoons that was nominated for animated short in 1941. Wow. And that's it. I forget that Zorro is classified as a, like Well, and that's you know, I was just going to say and that's even if you consider Zorro a superhero comic book because it technically started it's more like in a western. Pulps. Yeah, I'm saying it's technically yeah. more of a western yeah. like Lone Ranger and right. stuff, you know. But like, some people consider Pulp's comics, right. some don't. Okay. So that's kind of iffy. Wasn't that the same film that uh Bruce Wayne and his parents saw the night that they were murdered? Ooh. Ooh. Was it? Yeah, this is just, just Full circle. Boy. Full circle. Yeah, Buckle look up. at that. <laughs> Buckle up. Boom. <laughs> Mic <Mike> drop. <laughs> That's kind of the basic, and I know that that was quite a large brain dump, but I feel like before we continue on talking about comic book movies at award shows, particularly the Oscars, that is information that is helpful to, to know. You set the foundation. Yes. The foundation set now. Now we can just build a house. That's right. Let's build a house filled with comic book and, and comic book related characters stories and films don't tease me that's the dream i'm i'm not i'm not teasing you that's what we're about to do right now from last son of krypton to the dark knight now correct me if i'm wrong superhero movies films based off of comic book characters we didn't start seeing that stuff until the 70s yes Unless you want to get overly technical and say the 60s. Oh. Because the Adam West Batman TV series did uh, have a movie. It did, oh, it did have a movie. movie. Yeah, it had a movie. Okay. It did have a All movie. Right. Okay. Um, that but movie was be- phenomenal. <laughs> it is. I love <laughs> so that movie. Good. But because that is a movie based on the TV, TV show series. as opposed to a movie uh, adaptation of a comic, like an original, you could yeah. disqualify it if you wanted to. But. As far as super serious superhero movies, the way we know them now, yes, that doesn't start till 1978 with Superman. But the fun fact about that Batman movie was that one of the reasons why they did it is to get more props for the show. Yeah, that was yeah. one of the main goals. Like, like we can get a budget, bigger budget, and that's why they have yep. that scene where 
Batman and Robin hop on the motorcycle to take it to the car, to take it to the helicopter, or whatever. Where it's like, why do they keep changing vehicles? Everyone goes, if it's in the movie, they can add it out to the TV show. They have all these props they can use. Wow. And yet they didn't get a props nomination. <laughs> right. And because like, and I didn't know that. Steve actually filled me in on that one. Oh, from, really? From Comic HQ. Because really? I, I told him, I go, yeah, yeah, I saw it at a buddy's house. We were kind of half drunk, and we did not understand why. The, it, he goes, <laughs> it was for the TV show. And we were like, I was like, do they keep running out of gas? They need wow. to get more yeah. I was like, why do they hop in a motorcycle? Let's take it to the Batmobile. Let's take it to the helicopter. Why don't they <laughs> cut the metal wow. man out? And he goes, because then they can incorporate the motorcycle into the show. And I was like, holy crap. Awesome. Wow. See, I didn't know that the movie happened. It was like during during yeah. the, like the, the second show, second season, I think, yeah. or something. Like right in the middle of the show, yeah. right. at the height of its popularity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rest in peace, Adam. West. Rest, rest yep. in peace. Yeah, the Superman the movie from 1978, Christopher Reeve. That is the first real superhero movie, and really first comic book movie as we know them mm. today. It is also the first comic book based movie to receive an Oscar. I say received because it did not win an Oscar in any of the categories that it was nominated in. It received a special achievement award. Okay. So flag on the play. Yeah, right. Yeah. So the film was nominated. It was for an Academy Award. It was nominated for uh, three. Actually. Three of them. Yes. It started out with three nominations for sound, film editing, and score. And film editing—that's a pretty big. That's, that's a big award. Pretty, pretty yeah. big award. Yeah. So it got three nominations, lost all three. It did win, or win, I should say, received a um, a special achievement award. Now I don't know if that was a special achievement for effects or what, but um, wow, yeah, huh. that was something that the that the Oscars have been known to do over the years. I think Wizard of Oz got some sort of a special achievement award. I wonder if it's because people thought it was going to be awful, and they were like, "Pretty Maybe. good." We need a, huh. you know, like maybe hey. it was because we had never seen anything like so, that. Right. I mean, they the, the like, promos were awesome. "You will believe a man can fly," right? and at that time, you you, you did you, you believed did. it. You're you like, did. You there are still it. some scenes in it that yeah. I still believe it. Right. I mean, yeah. it's still a great film. Yeah. That was the first, and there were comic book movies after that mm. over the years. Obviously, there's all the the Superman sequels, and our favorite, one of our favorites, Howard the Duck, was in there, and I think the Punisher, Dolph Lundgren movie was in there. Dolph Lundgren Punisher. Dolph Lundgren Punisher, yeah. Uh, Masters of the Universe was in there. So, yeah, superhero and comic book movies, though, don't show up at award shows again until 1989 with Batman. That's a a leap. So we we get some movies, some duds, some honorable mentions, some great films. Anybody in this room ever says a bad word about Howard the Duck, them's fighting words. <laughs> quack foo. That's right. That's all you need to know is quack foo. But none of them are good enough until 1989. And everybody, and anybody who loves comic book based movies should know when you hear the year 1989, there's only one movie anybody's talking about Back to the Future. <laughs> it's Close. 1985. I'm Close. Because when it also starts with a B. I know. Batman. Tim Burton's Batman. Yep. And what a mind-blowing concept to be like, we're going to take a comedian yeah. and be a hero. People are like, huh, garbage. What? Yeah, <laughs> like, what? I remember hearing that yeah. news. And, oh, yeah. Everyone's well, like, what? I remember the I first casting straight, notice that I had heard was Jack Nicholson, and I was like, really? really? As yeah. Batman? And they're like, oh, no, 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 he's Joker. And I was like, oh, like, okay. Oh, well, that makes well, a that's... little bit more sense. <laughs> but yeah, Mr. Mom is going to be Batman? What? Beetlejuice? <laughs> Beetlejuice is going to play Batman? That doesn't now, make any sense. Now, just to give sense. you a heads up, 1989, that movie came out. I was six. It's all right. We were not. Yeah, right. No, we were ten. ten. Yeah. But I still can remember, though, that movie came out. 
I went to see it, and my parents were like, it's going to be hot garbage. And I wasn't allowed to. Like, oh, until really? it came out on, like, v- the first time I ever saw it was we bought it on VHS. On VHS my brother wow. was like, get this movie. And my parents were like, okay. And then I got to see it at home. And uh, that was the first time I ever saw it. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, I remember I got to see, I got, I remember seeing Batman in the Keller. Yeah. Mm. Back when the Keller was. Okay. Yeah. Was, yeah. was, was yeah. I mean, it it, it was, was a big. It was, it was the was theater to go to because at yeah. that time Ronnie's was still a drive-in. Yep. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I remember seeing it. It was a weekday. There was nobody else in the theater but me and my two other buddies. We'd gotten dropped off by my mom, so we're enjoy. They're running around, not paying attention to the movie at all. I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm watching Batman kick ass and it's here. Enthralling. It is. The and music it's totally, was, even was... now, even today, I put that movie on. I am glued. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I was telling. Uh, I was so dark. Too. I was Which telling be, my like, wife right? the other day, or maybe a couple weeks ago, that out of all the movies I grew up watching prior to Batman, that was the film that really made me start thinking about being a director and mm. an actor and getting into the business. I had not solidified my decision that that was the route I wanted to go. Right. But, but yeah, Batman was a huge impact on us. It was massive. I mean, there were bat symbols everywhere. everywhere. And it all, it all paid off because Batman ended up becoming the first comic-based movie to win a competitive award at the Oscars. It was only nominated for one award, mm-hmm. and it won for art direction. Now, art direction, what they consider art direction is basically, I I think props are encompassed in art direction, but essentially art direction means the basic visual design of the film, set designs, the color palettes that are used, the basic visual look. Right. Which is a part of that movie. I mean, if you you think about it, that that is, that movie is defined by that look. Tim, Tim Burton black and that's when everyone started associating yep. tim burton with dark yeah <laughs> yeah then, yeah they're like it's tim burton it's dark but. so it you know it it very much deserved its win now that was the only nomination it got i thought it could have gotten a few oh, others a few more, like right. score for sure right. but, oh, yeah. um, score was, definitely i think performance wise again and i know it eases up as as the decades roll on but when you look at the stories of these comic book and comic book based films, it's got everything. And I feel that the Academy and the people who vote for the Academy just don't look at something that is based off of a comic book has any kind of real merit as art. But in, in, in a weird flip, it's all about the art. Yeah. Yeah. And not just the drawings. It's about the art of the storytelling as well. That's a very, very good point, especially when you're talking about Batman, because and that that time in the the late 80s and, and early 90s, because Nicholson by then had already won two Oscars. Yeah. He was already Jack Nicholson. He already practically owned Hollywood by then. He was the biggest name around. If his incredible performance as the Joker and his clout in Hollywood could not garner a supporting actor nomination, then nothing was going yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's very clear that they just don't, at that time specifically, did not consider them to be worthy of nominating for something yeah. like that. I thought Keaton did phenomenal as Bruce Wayne. I thought Batman. so too. I still think he's one of the better 
Bruce Wayne Batman combos. Yeah, yeah. Of all the actors, I love I love his and, Bruce know. Wayne. Yeah, I think he's great. I actually feel that uh, I feel like Kevin he plays Conroy more like the cartoon. Well, see, yeah, that's the know, thing. I mean, I mean the cartoon the content, came out what a year and a half, later, two yeah. years after that years film, yep. basically based off of that film. Right. I feel that Kevin Conroy, the 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 man who voices Batman and and Bruce Wayne on the animated series kind of took a page out of Keaton's oh, sure. way of doing you, it. You have Bruce Wayne be more a little bit more high-pitched, a little bit more happy, yeah. and you have Batman kind of be a little bit more dark. And that way you yeah. don't have to make this actor stress his voice. But he doesn't have silly. to do that. But he doesn't yeah, have to exactly. do the, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Why did you say Martha? And that's why the, did you say that's it? way I like it. And that's the way they did it in the cartoon, and yeah. that's why Keaton did it. Was Keaton was like, hey, guys, I'm Bruce Wayne. Yeah. How's it going? I'm happy to go lucky because I'm a billionaire playboy. <laughs> and then he was Batman. He's more like, and that's And that's a hard that's a hard thing to do. I mean, right. Super hard to do. Even even for like Christopher Reeve with the Superman movies, specifically right. that first one, to change your posture and everything yeah, and to be so Clark physical Kent as Clark hunch. Kent and then change it and be Superman. And I don't I, I like Henry Cavill. I even even though the movie had issues, I liked Brandon Routh himself mm-hmm. as Superman. There have been a lot of good actors who have played Superman, but I defy anyone that was born after 1970 to tell me that Christopher Reeve is not their Superman. No. Christopher Reeve was Superman. Yeah, and I think even Brandon Ralph said he took his persona off oh, Christopher Oh, very Reeve. much so. He's you like, I tried to mimic it. You can tell. That's well, he had to it. because he was doing a, a well, technically true. a sequel but, to that universe. But he even still, sounds yeah, like he him in everything. Like, I, mean, he he goes, goes, I went yeah. out of my way to really pr- bring him to be See, him. See, I felt Ralph was a better pulled off Clark Kent more than Superman. Sure, sure. But either way, you know, you're still looking at something that, for the actor, is a very physical change. Oh, yeah. yeah. And and Keaton had it too. I mean, his you're shoulders two, are a little hunched, and people. you are you are playing two completely different characters. And yet, award shows typically would not. Snub it. Like, yeah, they would typically not pay attention to it. Now that did change the following year mm. when comic book movies did get their first major nomination. It didn't win. No. But it got it first major nomination when Al Pacino was nominated Best Supporting Actor for Dick Tracy for playing Big, Big Boy. Big Boy Caprice. Yeah. You know what's sad? I've still never seen an unedited version of that. Oh, really? I've only seen it on Channel 11. Oh, wow. Yeah, right over there on the shelf, We sir. need that movie nights. Yeah, it's right over there. I the love shelf. that movie because it's hard to find now. I mean, it's really hard to find now. I can't. It took find me it a while to find yeah, my yeah, copy. Yeah. It's one of those films that. Well, as a kid, <sighs> my parents were like, "It's a gangster movie." No. Yeah, it's a gangster movie, but, but it's a gangster movie, cartoon, right? That is that that is so over the top. Exactly. That, yeah. that is the best description. It's so over Dick the top. Tracy gangster. is an over the yes, top live action cartoon it film, is. which it is, is. That's great what about it. Is. it. Oh yeah, and that is so what is great about it. In the bright colors of their cars and outfits, and like oh, it was so. It was a mixture so of the darkness of Batman, yes. mm-hmm. and then the brightness, even more bright than anything that Donner did, right. in his Superman film. Yeah. Yeah, it really captured the look of an old 1940s comic book Mm -hmm. without the the varying shades and everything is stark colors and hard contrast. Yeah, yeah. All the way down to the camera work, which it also did get nominated for cinematography for. I mean, there's those scenes where Tracy is running down an alley and oh, yeah. he's in silhouette yeah. and it's like it's awesome it's a precursor to Sin City almost. yeah oh yeah, yeah. Um, in its look you said that I was like Sin City all the way yeah, like, yeah. and it and it it should have won cinematography but why wasn't Dick Tracy nominated for art direction why didn't it get enough votes for art direction well, even like co- it, like you said it, even costumes the looks and costumes yeah oh God, like the costumes were the so amazing costumes were amazing now I will colored. say it did get a costume nomination that's good but yeah. I mean it's it did okay. Win, but okay 
Because yeah. usually where these awards ceremonies are concerned when you do the voting, it seems like anytime there's a period piece, mm-hmm. that's going to get nominated because yeah. it takes it's a little bit harder to do a period a lot film of work to period because there's more work. And war. Yeah, war, war movies. Yeah, to war. Get it, yeah. To, well, I'm again, a big that, war movie fan, and I get de- it. I mean, I do get it. I'm not arguing. Just Depending on the war, too, yeah. it could be a period piece. Right. You know? uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, those normally go, like, I feel like, hand-in-hand yeah. almost. That was kind of it. Now, think about that. That was 1990. So now think about all the comic book movies that came out from 1990 to 2001. Jeez. All of the coming. Now, keep in mind, in that time period, X-Men started. And mm-hmm. the and Blade started. Blade, Blade X-Men. And the Blade Marvel was, stuff God, began. Blade. Now Blade was so good, but Blade didn't even have a Marvel some, cred at the beginning. No, well, it was first. Now, some That's of those true. movies did get nominations, mostly like visual effects. I think the mask got visual effects or technical things. Which you would you would think because sure. at the time that the technology that was used in was the film just, is, is yeah. coming so, so into coming up. The yeah. movie, The Mask. The Mask, The Mask, yeah. Yeah. comic book-based. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't a, think a lot of people a, knew that. Yeah, it's a Dark Horse comic. Yeah. yeah. Okay, see, I don't, I don't think book. anyone really knew that. I think they just thought it was like a, ooh, Jim Carrey's third movie or whatever. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, no, that was a comic okay. book. No, that was his first of, comic book movie. Right. First comic book movie, very dark comic book it's based off of. Yeah, sorry. And so, yeah, there were a lot of you know things like that that got stuff. Most of them would get sound effects or sound or visual effects or things like that. Now, there was another comic book movie that won an Oscar in the 90s, Men in Black won for makeup in 1997. Yeah. Again, didn't know it was based off a comic but, book. Yeah. Because yeah, they yeah. just, you know, they don't ever... They it, was a, it was time. a low, like, underground book that I From think Malibu. Got, yeah, that was wow, bought okay. out by Marvel. So yeah. I think huh. technically Marvel Super now Rugged owns list. them, got but yeah. yeah. Think about the first X-Men movie. Right. Uh, the first X-Men movie... I'll never forget it. It obviously has some issues. Yeah. But X-Men kicked off what we know now as Marvel. Yeah. And... And there's a lot of good stuff in that first X-Men movie. Not a single nomination. Uh, you've got Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen. You had how do you just cast. yeah, you how do you all-star cast? Yeah. You really did. How, how can you not nominate one of them if not both? They were yeah. phenomenal. And yet both of them ignored. And I I could be wrong, but I think it was completely ignored at all awards. Yeah, yeah oh, it was. All, it, it got all of course, it's a comic book right. movie. Yeah, uh, right. One of the, one of the first right. Kitty like, Fair. Well, Kitty that, Fair. That was fun, guys. Right. Next. Like that's how I felt. Movies like that. Spider-Man, I believe, was Tom was McGuire. just around the corner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was 2001, 2002-ish. Yeah, yeah. And it did get some nominations. It did, it did. get That's sound good. and visual effects. But, my God, it, it could have gotten so much oh, yeah. more. Oh, yeah. Um, and if you're going to give a special achievement to Superman, right? why didn't Spider-Man? Spider-Man, up until that movie was made, people were saying that Spider-Man was unfilmable. Well, yeah. they said it about X-Men, too. Yeah. The technology, as it progresses, we can finally do more more stuff, and we finally get to the point where, sure, it's easy to try to make a man fly, but how, how do you web? make a man swing from a web and back and forth real. and make it look real? In New York City. Yeah, in, in New, New York, York City. City. Right. Live action, not a cartoon. Yeah. How do you right. make that it's happen? Unlike Tarzan. Like, oh, so lines. I can understand okay. technical awards and technical nominations and things like that. Totally can understand oh, that. Yeah. But stop looking at the technical achievements and look at the fucking source people. Look at the acting. Say what you will about Willem Dafoe. He was a great But guy. my God, mm-hmm. the way he can just flip it on and off from oh, yeah. Norman Osborn to the Goblin. Oh, yeah. It gives it gives me chills. The heart. Yeah. Norman the heart, the Osborn. Heart. Yeah, the, yeah. It's like, oh, ah. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's great. And the... And the way that they started, again, this probably started more with, with X-Men, but the way they started handling dialogue mm. in the movies, 
it wasn't this, cheesy. It wasn't cheesy. Anymore. It was. It, it was, was. It wasn't delivered it, cheesy. Right. It wasn't written cheesy. Well, maybe not all the time. There were certain right. cases. Yeah, yeah. there's some cheese. But okay. uh, but actors were also but taking were, it serious. That's the thing, right? Because the scripts were good, mm-hmm. and yet none of the scripts were getting nominated. No. Right. However, the year before Spider-Man, a comic book movie did get nominated for screenplay finally, and that was Ghost World. Now I've never read Ghost World. I, I did see it. the movie. Don't Brad Pitt. No, Ghost World is oh, that's a, cool world. That's oh, cool thank world. you, thank you. Sorry, I was like, wait, what? And I was like, okay, no, totally different. That's movie. a very, very different <laughs> kind of thing. That's what I was like, that was a comic book. There's oh, no ghosts, no, no. and ironically, there's no ghosts in Ghost World. Okay. Right? Thank you. No, thank you Ghost for clarifying. I was, was so a, confused. Yeah. Ghost <laughs> World was a. I want to say it was a graphic novel. Sometime in the nineties. Yes, I remember the lettering on the graphic novel. Yeah, and it's. I think it's two girls that are growing up into. I mean, it's. It's not. It's a coming of age. It's, uh, yeah, okay. it's a female coming of age story. Yeah, I remember the film. We we saw the film. We were, we actually saw That's the right. film together. Yes, we did. Uh, it's uh, a very young Scarlett Johansson. Oh, wow. That's right. And a very young Thora Birch, and Steve Buscemi, and that's all I can really tell you about the yeah. movie because. I'm sorry. Maybe it's because I'm not a teenage girl. Was it forgettable? It was boring. Well, it it didn't. I, you know, I've seen pieces of it since Mr. X and I saw the movie originally, and I've never sat down and watched the whole thing. But we were both bored. We didn't care for it at all when we left. Now, after having seen a couple scenes over the years, I tend to think that maybe we were not the audience it was made for. You're right. Well, again, um, we were not. We were not teenage girls. We were not. Older girls who had gone through mm-hmm. that kind of stuff as teenage girls, mm-hmm. it didn't, it didn't appeal to us. Didn't it didn't work right. for us. Yeah, and that's and that's fine. You know, to each their own. The biggest thing that I can thank the movie for is finally breaking the comic book barrier on writing. Mm. And, yes, and getting a a screenplay nomination. And, and you know, when you think about it, I guess it had to happen that way. If we were going to actually finally get some kind of recognition where the awards were concerned, it's going to have to be a non-superhero-based comic adaptation that's finally going to do it. And you know right. what? I, I'm I'm fine with that. I'm I'm okay because it did lead us to bigger and better things. It did. It did. And in fact, two years later, you had another non-superhero comic book-based ma- movie mm. that did similar with Road to Perdition. Oh. Uh, Road to Perdition wow. became the first comic book movie to get more than three or four nominations. Yeah. It got supporting actor for Paul Newman. Yeah. It got nominated for cinematography. It got nominated for art direction. It got nominated for sound. It got nominated for sound editing. Jeez. And it got nominated for score. That thing, as a comic book movie in 2002, racked up six nominations, which is a pretty hefty amount. Yeah. And one cinematography. So it broke the cinematography barrier for comic movies. So question, they again, they didn't really promote it as being a comic book movie. Right. So I didn't even know cuz 2002 I was a senior in high school. So what was it about? Cuz I never saw it. It was a gangster film. It was a period it was a, it was a okay. period piece gangster film starring Tom Hanks. Yeah. Wow. Tom Hanks and One of Paul his Newman serious was the roles. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cuz yeah. like I said like Paul Newman never... came out of retirement That's right. that. for that film. To play yeah. in wow. the film. Yeah. Yeah, for that Tom movie. Tom Hanks's character is basically the hitman for the mob. Wow. When the mob wow. has a problem I could, uh, an, 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 the Irish Tom mob. Hanks right. Yeah, but this is this Again, is 1920s. Right. This is, this so is it's based bit, in right. the 1920s. Tom Hanks, he's he's a family Irish Catholic, so family man, but also honor bound. 
I got to wow. listen. I got to listen right. to my boss. And something happens. He falls out of favor, and he thinks that loyalty will will prevail. Nope. And no, Not the mob. Mm-mm. So he's like, "All right, well, time to kick some butt. You've you've taken everything f- from me. Me and my son are going to travel around the country, and we're going to screw with your business." Wow. And Jude Law mm-hmm. is the creepy. Assassin that gets brought in to take out Tom Hanks, yeah. Hanks wow. is assassin. I've always wanted. Have, have you ever read uh, Mr. X? Have you ever read the, the actual the, graphic? The, yeah, I have not. Me neither. I have always been interested in getting mm-hmm. a hold of it, and I never have. Every time I see it, I'm like, who, oh man, I need to pick it? this up. So who published it? Was that Vertigo? Uh, no, it was uh, DC at the time. Very little unknown. Paradox, the small imprint. Yeah, yeah Paradox Press. Uh, not necessarily. I don't even know anything else that might have came from Paradox. I don't know. I think it's possible that History of Violence was maybe Probably. a whole session of books from what yeah. I recall at the yeah. shop. At yeah. Least. yeah. Yeah. So, you know, thanks to Ghost World and, and Road to Perdition, and granted they're not superhero movies, but thanks to those, they really kind of helped legitimize comic book movies mm. to an extent. And, you know, a few years later, um, American Splendor. Uh, oh, well, yeah. You know, which also got a screenplay nomination. So. So that all helped, but I feel like the first time that things really started looking serious for superheroes was in 2004, when Spider-Man 2, which, see, I go back and forth between Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man Homecoming as to which is the better movie, because Spider-Man 2 is still, I think, a brilliant film. And was nominated for visual effects, sound mixing, and sound editing. And it won visual effects. Mm -hmm. And the same year was The Incredibles. Now, that's not based on a comic book, but it is superheroes. superheroes. And it was nominated for sound mixing. It was nominated for screenplay. It won the award for sound editing. And it became the first superhero-related movie to win best animated feature mm. you had spider-man 2 and you had the incredibles in the same year that's a big year to, to me i feel like spider-man 2 showed you like this is what superhero movies could be you know like this is what they all could be and you're yeah. like i'm in all the well way. if you go back and look at those earlier films this is and when i say earlier films like things X- that were not being controlled by disney marvel you look at those earlier films I dare you to tell me that the sequels to those franchises aren't better than the originals. Mm-hmm. Right. Blade 2 is better than Blade 1. X2 is better than X-Men. Yeah. And Spider-Man 2 is better than Spider-Man. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, hands down. Why? Because they realized, hey, look at our genre. This is the genre we're in. We're going to take it to the limit. And those sequels yeah. do that. Yeah. Whether it be through the storytelling. I mean, look at look at Blade 2. Directed by Guillermo del Toro, a- wow. Academy Award winning. I would say now director, a winning, uh, an Oscar winning director. Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. I didn't realize that he did Blade Two. Yeah, yeah wow. the second one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's why it's got Ron Perlman in it. Yeah. Make total, okay. Because uh, then you know a few years know, later yeah. he goes off and he does Hell the, the, those two Hellboy that's movies. That's true. But yeah, you look at look at X Two. You up the ante by bringing in Brian Cox yep. as your main yeah, bad guy. He was so yep. great. William Stryker, Brian Cox. I know that the X-Men movies get a lot of uh, flack because, well, it's actually more like Wolverine in the X-Men yeah, movies. Yes, true. But guess sure. what? This one, it this, is, this yeah. is the one where it had to be Wolverine and the X-Men. Yeah. 
And you've got Brian Cox, a brilliant actor in the role of your villain. No nomination. Yep. Whatsoever. Spider-Man 2, Alfred Molina. Alfred Molina, arguably one of the best. He was so great. I can't even say villain. I will say antagonist performances (laughs) in comic book movies. Yeah. Ever, I, I, no nomination, no nomination. He, because he actually, because of his portrayal, made you feel for him. Like you oh, were like, man. oh, dude, Doc Ock isn't doing this because he's a bad guy. He's doing it because some stuff went wrong, and it's, he's grieving for his wife. That like, you movie feel for that guy. is You're so. Like, man. That movie with oh, Doc Ock so and Alfred Molina yeah. and everything that they did in that film is so influential. If you think about it, here we are. In 20, well, it's 2019 now, but in 2018, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse essentially referencing yeah, oh yeah. that film. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it made, in, the, in the beginning of the film, yep. it, it references and it comes up with its, you know, backstory. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, sort of says that it's a follow-up to those movies, yeah. in a sense. And it shows sequences from Spider-Man 2 because that movie was so big and so well done and damn near perfect for a for a marvel movie especially up to that time yeah i i actually have a hard time going back and forth between which is the better film x2 or spider-man 2 oh boy that's I, a, ooh. I know i was thinking about, sorry i was talking about that scene from x-men 2 when you were saying brian uh brian cox, cox yeah where he is actually get ready for this eye twister he is being betrayed technically like mystique turns into him closing the door and he does that little bend over real feminine like wave like mm-hmm. and i was like you have to realize that's not really like i was yeah, he that's was not that's like, not a that's female brian cox. that is that's brian, brian cox, cox pretending to be him what and i, and I go when you watch it you're like oh that's just mystique and then you're like wait no that's really him getting yeah. three steps yeah. out of himself to be like Toodaloo. and you're like well, like that's when I was like, dude, that yeah. movie's so Yeah, great. you can't pretend that you're being Stryker right, right? now. You have to pretend, pretend that you're being, you're being Mystique, mystique. Yep. being you. you. Yeah. To say that people like Brian Cox or Patrick Stewart or Ian McKellen or, hell, even Hugh Jackman and in, in Alfred Molina, Tobey Maguire and all these guys that did great stuff, um, Liam Neeson in Batman yeah. Begins, so much of what those guys have to do in these movies is acting and reacting to a tennis ball. Yeah. It's yeah. hanging there yeah. on a string or on someone's forehead. And they are emoting, and yeah. they are showing emotion, and they are allowing us as an audience to connect to them, Yeah, and they are working with a damn tennis ball. And you want to tell me that that's not good acting? Not, yeah. to, get, not to get off on that a That is some of the best. When he portrayed Gandalf on Lord of the Rings, he was saying after a while he was getting super depressed because he's like, yeah, all I'm acting around yeah. are a whole bunch of tennis balls. Yeah. And he's like, it's hard because I'm, I'm such isolated. an experienced yeah. actor to be isolated. That the guys who played the Hobbits were like, we'll come and wear green makeup around you just so you have someone to act yeah. with. And yeah. he greatly appreciated it. And, it, and, and it's, I was like, that's mind-blowing. So I'm like, oh my God, he's just in a room by himself going, react to these seven different characters. And, and it's just yet like, showing emotion. emotion. And, and tearful. And you're and, like, and, and believing it's it. real. And you're like, oh and, man. Yeah. Like, and you fall for it. And I'm like, that is So how can you say... That, you know, the two guys in a drama that are yelling at each other other over some... Right. How can you say that that is better than the guy that's showing emotion by playing a character with a tennis ball? In in a green room. It's all green. green. Yeah, especially nowadays. These guys in the drama is like, we'll we'll set the mood, we'll set the atmosphere, we'll dim the lights, it's you two, we'll have you guys get, you know, like, yelling at each other, get emotional, act, good acting. It's all the guys like, you're in a room with a tennis ball, it's all green. Act. And And what? And then he knocks out of the park, and you're like, oh, nothing, we're going to snub you. Get out of here. That's way more better acting than anything else I can imagine. Yeah. 
Definitely. Now, I, I will say that that does start to change, but unfortunately it comes out of, I think, a very tragic event. Comic book films as a serious art form. 2008 comes around, and we get a lot of great stuff in 2008. I mean, that's where man, that's where Marvel Studios starts. Yep, yep. And Iron Man comes out, and I want to say that same year. And the Incredible, Incredible Hulk. Hulk. It was because yeah. I actually saw Incredible Hulk first, not realizing that you should have seen Iron Man first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and there were others too. Uh, Hellboy two. Was yeah. out that year. Mm. Wanted came out that year. All those movies got nominations. Iron Man did pick up two nominations at the Oscars. It did get uh, sound editing and visual effects, which officially marks Marvel Studios' first two nominations. Nominations. Right yeah. But again, two. all of these films are getting nominated for the technical, technical yeah. stuff. The oh, it looks pretty. Oh, yes. it sounds nice. Yes. Right. Yeah. But there was another movie that year that a lot of people argue, and I would tend to agree, is maybe the greatest comic book movie of all time, The Dark Knight. Oh, so good. So good. Um, Still gives me goosebumps. I, it's a toss-up for me between that and and uh, Winter Soldier, but um, The Dark Knight, I think, is hands down the best thing DC movie-wise, even with Christian Bale's ridiculous Batman voice. <laughs> um, that thing... Heath Ledger saves that movie. He, he is does. that movie. He is incredible, and that thing racks up so many nominations oh, yeah. it got visual effects sound mixing makeup art direction editing cinematography and then it won oscars for sound editing and of course supporting actor for heath ledger right which is first off a couple of big things happen there obviously it's the first major award for a comic book movie yeah it's the first big, certainly the first acting award that has been given out for a, for a comic book movie, but it's also one of the first major awards that a comic book movie has ever gotten. And at the same time, I believe it is only the second acting award the Oscars ever gave out posthumously. Yes. Uh, hmm. That's what that's Robert yeah. to that yeah. fact. You know, that film also did one other major thing for not just for comic books at the Oscars, but for the Oscars in general. So many people that year felt that The Dark Knight was the best movie of the year. Mm. So many people, like early on when the movie came out, oh, yeah, people were like, talking about Best Picture yep. right out the gate for that movie. That had been the talk all year long. The Dark Knight would get it because they were calling it the godfather of superhero movies at that time. And the Oscar nominations came out, no Best Picture nomination. <sighs> And it was a bunch of films that, unless you were a filmmaker or went to art houses right. or whatever, you didn't know what they were. And people complained. And so the following year, to include box office movies like that and bigger films, that was when the Academy went back to its old ways and expanded to 10 films. Mm, and it was okay. because The Dark Knight and, and Wally. Uh, from oh, yeah, Pixar well, was the same year, yeah. and everybody said the same thing about Wall-E that it should, and it got ignored yeah. at the yeah. Oh wow, okay. Um, so because of the Dark Knight and Wall-E, both of which got other nominations, but because they didn't get their Best Picture, that's what caused the Academy to expand the Best Picture. At least so the Academy, at least Academy's learning and adapting. 
<laughs> trying to slowly trying to. surely yeah hey evolution's not fast my friend yeah <laughs> <You know? laughs> took batman to do it but uh, gotham you know. wasn't built in a day that's right <laughs> it was destroyed in one though <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah yep. that's true <laughs> that's true now unfortunately you know smurphy makes a joke about it not not being fast but he's right because things kind of went right back to the way they were basically just visual effects and and yeah. animated animated features were still getting there was a film called wind rises which i don't really know much about i know it's based on uh on a graphic novel or a manga or something and it did get nominated for best animated feature uh, but otherwise everything kind of just goes back to visual effects all the way up until 2014 actually so think about it from 2008 to 2014 it's a gap nothing forget about all the other comic book movies that are out there just think about the damn marvel studios movies in that time nothing all the thors all the captain americas avengers yeah and again some of them got nominations but it's all technical stuff all technical it sounds really good it looks really pretty yeah until big hero 6 won best animated feature in 2014 which made it the first officially comic-based property to win best animated feature entertaining as hell oh, I, I, I love, love the movie it's a I love great the movie. film it's a great yeah. movie but has absolutely nothing nothing to do with its comic the, book counterpart no it's about superheroes it was about all you can get to the yeah. tie it, into it, comic it books really, it really is no more than another Incredibles right however it does have the name yep. and the Marvel logo, yep. which gives it the asterisk that says that it, right. it's you know based right. on a property. To me, yep. that's a technicality. But it is it is a technicality, right. which then means that on that note, there isn't another major event in award shows for superhero movies until 2016. Uh. And yeah, uh huh. <laughs> 2016. By that point, the we've got in both of our eight, yeah, we know. eight we years know. of Marvel movies. Which are phenomenal. Which are phenomenal, and they have not. They've gotten nominations, but not Nothing. one win in those eight years. And freaking Suicide Side Squad, Squad uh, comes along, the most garbage of garbage movies, and wins makeup. And I'm makeup. sorry because a killer croc. I guess no. It's I'm be sorry. It's makeup. not. It's Ugh. not that. Gar- I mean, I saw there was. It's not bad makeup. I get the no. nomination. No, but I've seen better makeup. I've seen better makeup. Killer Croc looked like the thing from uh, the Fantastic. Michael Chiklis. Yeah, the Michael Chiklis thing, where you were like, it looks it like was, they, like, I don't know. I think the Michael Chiklis yeah. thing looked better than I mean, Croc. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you there. It's as if Michael Chiklis's the thing yeah. had sex with a Goomba. Yes. From <laughs> oh my god, the Super Mario Brothers His... movie. And that's what you've got. They you didn't got give killer a proportionate crop. head. They just put makeup on his actual head. And they're like, we're going to make your upper body look really big. And now, like, now you look disproportionate. And it's like, this oh man God. has like, no neck. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, what? And they're like, and he's a crocodile. <laughs> he is? Yeah. Great. Great. But, but makeup? Yeah, yeah. makeup. Oh. Come on. And so now the DCEU or whatever the hell they're calling it now has one Oscar, Marvel, zero. <sighs> right. Because like again, like unless you're gonna what kind to the, of a world do we live in, <laughs> where a man where dressed, dressed like, like a, a giant crocodile, crocodile gets an Oscar. The, the only thing I can think of for makeup they gave when they gave the guy fake tattoos because those look real oh, tattoos. Yeah. But yeah. I'm like, that's such again a technicality. Again, we've seen we've, we've seen, seen that. better though. Right. Seen we've seen and we're not downing anybody in the makeup profession. No, 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 no. We're, we're not saying that they suck and they didn't deserve the Oscar. No. I'm just saying. There has been better. better. And that's and that's, that's another thing. Part. You know, some of this stuff. Yes. There has been better. Some of this stuff, you may see some sort of 
space movie along the lines of 2001 or the right stuff or something that is a little more grounded in reality. And sure, the effects in that are probably great and probably mm-hmm. difficult and maybe they're amazing. But we've seen that a hundred times. Right. Whereas when you come along with something like Guardians of the Galaxy, mm. that's new. That's different. I've never seen a talking tree we've and a raccoon That's something out. new. Now, that did that did get a, a visual effects nomination. but As it should. Yeah. As it should have, yeah. But, but um, it also should have won. It yeah. should have. And, you know, sometimes we just think, oh, we'll, we'll nominate, you know, everything that, that is difficult to do. Well, yeah. I guess, and I see the point there in the idea that just because it's not as flashy, it's not as difficult, and I and I understand that thought process. It is just as difficult, but we've seen it. Yeah, we've seen it. You know, the tattoos in Suicide Squad. Yeah, I'm sure they were hard, and I'm sure but, it took a good two hours to put on. But people now have probably tips and tricks to make do, it easier. Yeah, we've you know? we've done that. Once you do one times. effect, it looks good. Those people talk and share yeah. skills, and you know, like, oh, hey, here's how you do that, or just copy and edit. You know, yeah. Well, so not to let, discount the work. Let's but, at least look at it this way. At least it won for makeup and not for something like action. No, that's true. High, at a higher priority, such as the acting or the or directing sc- or, or the fact that it's. Right, you know the film itself. Well, now the the following year, comic book movies almost they had their their a real shot at winning a screenplay award. Yeah, when Logan became the first superhero movie, forget about comic books, it became the first superhero comic based film. Yeah, nominated for screenplay. Yeah, there was a lot of talk for a while there that it was going to get it. Obviously, it, it didn't. didn't right. But the fact that a superhero movie got nominated for screenplay is a huge deal yeah. that year. That was a huge, huge deal. And, you know, unfortunately, it wasn't Marvel Studios. I don't know why. I don't know why they can't get that nomination. But um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was Fox, wasn't it? That was, yeah, that was Fox. It was before the, the before merger. Before the merger, right. So, but, um, yeah. It's, uh, it's, been a, it's been a crazy road uh, for comic book movies in award shows. From the beginnings of 1940 up to uh, up to that last year, but now now things look like they might be changing. 2019, the year of the superhero. One of the reasons why we're actually putting this episode out for you fans is because something monumentous has happened. Finally, has happened. Black Panther has made. Huge waves where the award season is concerned. And here now, just before the Academy Awards, the 91st Academy Awards happened, Black Panther is up for seven Academy Awards, including Best Song, Original Song, which will be performed at the Oscars, Best Score, and probably the top honor, Best Picture, along with a bunch of other ones. The the pretty ones. Yes, yes. As comic book-based movies always tend to get. Right. And aside from just the Oscar stuff, Black Panther also got nominated for Best Picture at the Golden Globes, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And the SAG Awards do not have a Best Picture category. They have, a, what is that, Best Ensemble? Best Ensemble is about as close as you can get to a Best Picture. Yeah. Uh, now, again, you have to be an actor to be in SAG. Right. So 
generally speaking, you can kind of look at who wins the SAG Awards and figure, well, those people are going to vote for the Academy. So you can kind of kind of compare the two. And when you do that, majority of the time, you can look at what wins ensemble. And that's probably going to be your big front runner at, at the Oscars for Best Picture. And this year, Black Panther won Best Ensemble at the SAG Awards. Yeah, yeah. And that's a first for a comic book based or superhero or anything yeah. film. That's big. That's that's it is I, I think the only other movie that is showing it any kind of competition is Roma. Um and Black Panther has a real shot at making history. In addition to Black Panther, you know, that's not the only superhero thing that's getting some love oh, this no. year. Obviously Avengers Infinity War, which did get a nomination for um for visual effects. Now, I think it personally got snubbed for Best Picture, in my opinion. I also think it got snubbed for Josh Brolin for Supporting Actor. Yeah. In yeah, my, or could could be argued Best Actor uh, yeah. for that one. Um, so I think that got a few few snubs, but it was difficult when you're trying to you know look at voters and tell them to pick yeah. Black Panther. It's hard to push two, I guess. Yeah. I don't know why, but I guess it is. In addition to that, you've got Incredibles 2, nominated for Animated Feature, and you have... Our first legit superhero movie based on a comic book nominated for animated feature with Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And I'm calling it right here, guys. That's going to win. Yeah. I see, yeah. For yeah. animated? Yeah. I, that's going to win. Uh-huh. Incredibles uh-huh. is great, but it wasn't waiting it was, 14 no, years great. No, it, that's the problem. It was good. But like over, it was just hyped. as good yeah. as yeah. the first one. Yeah, I would have liked to see it. Into the Spider Verse was amazing. Yes, though. yeah, yes, by far. Yeah, because it made you cry, made you laugh. Like I'm not admitting that I cried I, in the theater. I did. I cried. <laughs> I'll admit it. I don't care. Okay. That movie. I, I teared up. Again. Well, uh, come on. Zero. I teared up because Stan Lee made a cameo, and it was shortly after his yeah, yeah his passing. Was, yeah. So that's that's a and that's it was a mulligan. A good cameo too. That, that, yeah, it's very good cameo. Yeah. But that's a mulligan. You you you're automatically going to cry shortly after Stan Lee has passed away, and he shows up in a Marvel movie. But but yes yes it was. Uh, I think it was probably the best thing I have seen Spider-Man wise uh, since Spider-Man Two, ever, ever, Good, yeah. ever. It's I, it's, it's an it's amazing my favorite film. Spider-Man now, story. Now let me let me present a possibility to you guys. In years past, when a movie wins Best Picture, the following year every studio tries to get their hands on scripts that are similar to that movie. Right. right. Yeah. And they jump on that bandwagon. Right. And that's that's normal. And if a superhero movie had ever won Best Picture, they'd be doing that. And if Black Panther wins this year, yeah, they're going to do that again. Right. That's fine. Not that they already aren't. But if a superhero movie wins Best Picture and Best Animated Feature in the same year... And they're both from Marvel slash yeah. Disney. Look out. Yeah. There will be... Everybody's talking about, oh... Superhero fatigue, that'll stop any kind of superhero fatigue. Yes. At least for a couple of years. Right. And actually, it might even perpetuate superhero fatigue because it might flood the market. That's what I'm thinking. It's going to flood it with way more superhero stuff. Well, yes, but look at it. Look at our past. It's happened every single time. A, it doesn't even have, it doesn't even matter about the awards. It's happened every single time a movie, a comic book based movie, has hit the the almost one billion mark sure. in the box office. Yeah. We've been flooded. It's just nobody's seen those films because they're not as good. Right. Or or they're just not getting the 
publicity right. that right. the others coming from the big two are getting. And maybe that's what will change if these two win. Maybe that's what will happen is that it won't be so much a flood of more superhero and comic-based movies. Maybe it will be quality. more of quality. Maybe, maybe it will be the studios saying, oh, instead of paying that guy over there to just do a rewrite of a story for our screenplay, let's, make it worse. let's get three-time Academy Award-winning screenplay writer, whoever, to come in and and write, I don't know, The Eternals or that, whatever. Well, that's, what I, that's what I hope. I hope that they're like, okay, instead of just pumping out superhero crap that makes a little bit of money, pump out some good quality yeah. stuff. Like, pump the brakes a little bit. Let's make this really good quality. you imagine if we had somebody that was, was a hardcore, high-end quality screenwriter hired to do Green Lantern? Right. That's what what would that do? Like, what make would it, that right. be? Like, <clears throat> call it to DC. <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> get, well, you know, instead of pumping them out every year, pump the brakes, make it really good. You know, yeah. Don't don't make a movie unless you're going to make a good movie. Don't assume that your star support's going to carry the movie for you. Exactly. Which is the kind and, of and you know what? Here's here's something that I'm looking at because I know it's been on everybody's radar, especially anybody who was a fan of the Spawn comic book. Oh yeah. Oh, we yeah. all remember that big flop of a turd. <sighs> yep. From the late nineties. Oh dear you. That movie would no, it's, no, no, it's, 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 it's hot. It's hot hobo garbage. I mean, the only way the I can movie. really watch that movie is if it's just a, a a clip reel of John Leguizamo's jokes. Yeah, and even that's not good. I enough. actually, I actually sat down and watched it because I found it on something Amazon or something like that. And I sat down and I was like, I'm gonna rewatch this, just as bad as I thought. Yeah, it, yes. because I became a fan of Michael Jai White. Uh, yeah, all of his movies. Sure. Like, this guy is an amazing Great martial actor artist and and a martial artist. Like, amazing his own martial artist. Yeah. yeah, you know, I'm like this guy's got the moves, and I watched it, and I was like, oh, and it makes you cringe, except for when John Leguizamo's on it. My point is, is that Todd McFarlane himself, yeah, says, I'm make I'm remaking Spawn. Right. He's writing. He's directing. Okay, that could be good. Or bad. He's already got two named actors attached to the project: hmm. Jamie Foxx as Spawn. Wow. And yeah. Jeremy Renner as the Detective Twitch. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, and the story is actually supposed to be all about Twitch, yeah. and an investigation. Oh, yeah, okay, and Spawn yeah. is kind of like they're in the like background, like peripherally. Okay, yeah, yeah. Is this like a part of the comics were? Yeah, well, I mean, Sam and Twitch right. were so po- uh, popular, they ended up getting their own series for a while. But the, he's also gone as far as getting Greg Nicotero to do all of the makeup and special effects. Yeah, that's Greg incredible. Nicotero from from The Walking Dead, who oh, does wow. all the zombie stuff. Oh wow, okay. Him and his crew. Yeah, he's really something. So the the fact that you have got that's already sounds quality right now. I, it, you know? Right there, that's and he right says there. he can do it for ten million. Wow, ten million dollars, I can make this movie. Now, just imagine if you could actually get the backing from a studio who trusts the creator of the damn property, right? And and maybe add another zero to that. Exactly. Yeah. Because that's why he's only doing it for ten million. None of the studios he's gone to. Yet understand what he's talking about yeah because it's not that point a to point b to point c superhero story if that comes out and ends up doing what what he's hoping it will do and what it could very easily do mm-hmm. at the box office forget about the awards at this point is box office you'll see more of that yeah you'll see more of that. and yeah. if and if it pulls any kind of nominations at any award shows then yeah, we'll see a lot more of that. Yeah, and there are some cases, you know, like like the creator of the book when they cast someone. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. go with that. Right. You know, DC has not as of late earned 
that view from me. Yeah. I mean, I loved Aquaman, and I thought Wonder Woman was great, but... Um, they've had more misses than they hits. They've had more misses than yeah. hits. So yeah. when they say, oh, we're going to cast so-and-so as this, I'm like, mm, yeah. okay. When your betting average is .01. Right. Like, but <laughs> when, but Marvel, yeah. when Marvel says, we're going to cast this person as this character... Okay. Okay. Yeah, you that know doesn't what? make any sense to me, but okay. I I, I believe in you. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. All right. You we're gonna cast Bradley Cooper yet. as a raccoon. Yeah. Okay. I'm in. And Vin Diesel as a giant walking tree. Cool. You know. Let's roll with it. And it, and you know their their thing has has paid off. You know they have they have amassed I think a total counting oh, this year eighteen Oscar nominations for the studio and not one single award. Yet. Yet. You know what? You're talking about what? Marvel? Marvel right? Marvel Disney, yeah. Just to give you an idea, too, about money rolling in, uh, at a trivia night, this question came up, and they were like, what is the number one franchise money-making of all time so far? And it beat out Star Wars, and it's Marvel. Yep. It was Star Wars. Star Wars had that yep. for the past uh, how many decades, and also now yep. it's Marvel. Marvel just crushed them. Marvel. Yep. And Marvel third is, is Harry Potter. So that makes like, sense. Crazy. Yeah, it totally makes sense, yeah. yeah. And, I was, and everyone was like, no way, and I go, and here's, 10 Marvel here's, movies. Here's the other thing. I'm like, I'm how long has, has Star Wars and oh, Harry yeah. Potter held that record star wars for over and 20 yet, years and yet at least. both of those franchises have awards they yes, both won right. oscars not big ones no, no but necessarily they've, won. Mm-hmm. they've been nominated for other ones or other, other right. big stuff almost the same stuff that marvel's been nominated yep. for and yet Until marvel now. does not have a single one no not yet. Yeah, we haven't won anything and hopefully that changes this year polis picks best picture you know you can't talk about all this stuff without us here at my big fat pull list picking our choices for comic based or superhero films that either were completely snubbed come award season or maybe didn't get as many uh, awards or nominations or, or recognition as we think they should have. In my opinion, uh, my choice for a film that was completely overlooked is Watchmen. I think it didn't get anything. No, not a, never nominated for 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 nothing. It may have gotten something, you know, at like Sci-Fi Awards or something like that. But no, not at any but of the not big the legitimate Academy stuff. Not the Academy. I don't think it got anything. At Golden Globe. Wow. Certainly not at SAG. Yeah, no, it was kind of kind of ignored, which is ironic. And I'm not I'm not saying that The Watchmen is as great as say Lawrence of Arabia or you know other great films in history, but the graphic novel is considered one of time's essential hundred books of the 20th century. Right. That's got to account for something. It um, should. The story is is pretty amazing. And I think the movie's great, in my opinion. I Even the changes, I think the changes, especially at the end, make more sense. <laughs> well, yeah. And improve on the story. And I just, I, I think everything about it is great. Uh, the story, but we were talking earlier about how comic books and and graphic novels are like storyboards there are scenes in Watchmen that are literally just ripped yeah, right, right out, out of the book oh, yeah. yeah i mean right more so than i think anything other than maybe 300 it captures the feel of alan moore's graphic novel i think perfectly and the performances are great yeah great actors i mean jackie earl haley as rorschach and patrick wilson a young patrick, a young wilson. patrick yeah. wilson before yeah. before he before he became mr horror star yes, exactly yeah um, jeffrey dean morgan jeffrey as the dean comedian. Morgan was oh God, perfect right. as the comedian wow. it, you know the whole movie was just great and you know it really did a nice job of in a movie trying to cram everything into it i mean i yeah. the watchman like what they said about X-Men, like what they used to say about Lord of the Rings, 
was always thought unfilmable. Mm -hmm. And I do still feel that it is impossible to translate Watchmen to the big screen in one film. However, the movie they made, that's as close as you can get. I I love the the concept with your pick of the, the adaptation. Because that's what Zack Snyder wanted to do. He wanted to try to adapt it yeah. as close as he could. Very similar to Robert Rodriguez wanting to adapt Sin City yeah, very as much. close yeah. as he could. Yeah. And I, I look at I look at the Watchmen just like I look at Sin City. These are two pieces of art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Epic art. Yeah. That you would not be able to think that you could actually transfer to film. And even though there are there are some hiccups and some speed bumps. That's the closest you're ever really going to get to an actual adaptation of the source material, and and, and it's beautiful. I was to say, and with, and with and with Sin City, I would say the same thing. I, I have not seen the second Sin City film yet, but with the first Sin City, and even with Three Hundred, mm. they're good films. I think Watchmen is a great film. Mm. I really do think Watchmen is a great movie, and I think that you know I, I'd have to sit down and really think about what categories I would actually officially nominate it in, but. I absolutely think it got snubbed completely. I mean, it didn't get one nomination, and I, I really think that that's a mistake. So, yeah, Watchmen is my pick. Smurfy, what, what do you got? What's your pick? Uh, mine would have to be Captain America, Winter Soldier. Ah. Yeah, you yeah. Because like, I remember at the time, like everyone was like, hands down, even to some people nowadays, they're like, hands down, favorite Marvel movie of all time. Most people. I would say that Until from a recently. film standpoint... I would say Winter Soldier is right there with Dark Knight as maybe the best superhero screenplay ever. People written. always compare Winter Soldier to Dark Knight. They're like, it's you know, it's more yeah. Dark Knight. They're, and I they're was like, brilliant. It's pretty close. And it's really awesome. And I feel like it, the whole thing got snubbed. Like it might have gotten one or two nominations, but actually, uh, Winter Soldier actually only got one. See, and really? like, right? Yeah. Visual Cause, cause effects. I remember, yeah, yeah. I remember it got snubbed in all categories, and I was like, what a shame. It was such a great movie. Yeah. Well, you think about it. Take away the fact that Captain America has the Super Soldier serum. Right. Take away the fact that Bucky is a knockoff of what Cap right. is. Take away the, the costume. Take away all the costumes. It becomes an espionage film. Oh, it is. Yeah. Very much so. It, you, you take away the superhero aspects. It is still a compelling story. Yep, right. Because, and a great film. Oh, yeah. Because like like The Dark Knight, very similarly, you can take the, the superhero aspects away. Mm. Maybe not even quite as, as easily as you can with Winter Soldier. And it transcends the superhero genre yeah. to being just a great film. I think that Winter Soldier, out of the big two, is maybe the greatest snub yeah. of them all. Because at least Dark Knight, I mean, at least Dark Knight racked up, what, six right. nominations, I mean, something like that? Not even, no- you can't even nominate it? Like, I mean, it you didn't know, got, yeah. you're, you're saying like, oh, there was, the visual effects were, eh, uh, the makeup was, eh. Like, well, really? well, you're like, talking about... Like, really? Look at the acting. Look at the fact that yeah, you get I'm saying. Robert, Robert Redford. Redford. Right. <laughs> right. As your bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. God. In a comic book superhero movie. He he's awfully particular about the scripts he chooses. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. He is. If, right. if he's gonna do your movie, then chances are and he even when he made that, he was if not eighty already, he was pushing it. Yeah. I know he's in his eighties now, but um so he was certainly at a time when he didn't have to do that. No, he, yeah. he doesn't need the paycheck. Like, I'm done. He doesn't need the experience. Right. He doesn't need the exposure. He doesn't nope. care. Yeah. So he did it because he believed in the he, script. He wanted, he wanted to do it. To yeah, do he wanted to be in it and wanted that's to do big, it. That's, that's a, a huge nod yeah. right there. Where you're like, okay, this has got to mean something's good in this movie. If for him to go, I want to be in it. I'm in. 
Yeah. You know, the other thing about that movie that I think is really great that is overlooked is the editing. The pacing of yes. that film is perfect. It I is. can continually watch that film, and before I know it, two it's hours over. have yeah. gone. Oh, oh yeah. Like, Whoa, wow. You don't even realize okay. it. Yeah. You, 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 get, you get lost in it. And yeah. I'll like, oh, man, like I'm yeah. super late. I forgot to eat dinner. What? That's a good one. That's my pick. That's a good pick. I am going to go a little bit old school. A film that I believe still, to this day, still stands up both story-wise, filmmaking-wise, acting-wise, and the practical effects used in the film. My choice I think is, I know. Uh, my choice is 1990s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, man, that got so snubbed. This is a film that did very very much like everybody said, oh, you can't, you, you'll never be able to film Sp- Spider-Man. No, it'll, it'll never happen. How the hell were you going to film live-action Ninja Turtles. Well, let me tell you how. The Jim Henson Company. Yep. Brilliantly. Practical effects yeah. with martial artists in a suit. suit. Yep. You've got state-of-the-art technology being created to pull off the faces of right. the turtles. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I remember reading about that. And it all works seamlessly. Yep. You have puppets with... Actors with humans, right? With animatronics, it, with animatronics yeah. and everything else, and it all works. There's never a time where you look at this movie and go, "Wow, that's cheesy as hell." If you're going to give a special achievement award to Superman for breaking new ground and giving us a superhero movie that you can believe a man is flying, I, can I, believe I think you can absolutely can yeah, do that exactly. for Turtles too. Yeah. Why couldn't that have gotten? Why couldn't the, the Henson Company gotten a special Oscar? Yeah. Not competitively in any way, just give it a special Oscar for the achievement in redefining the art form. Oh, yeah. If you think about what it took to achieve it, mm. the fact they got snubbed really pisses you off. Okay. When they're in the antique shop, and it's Michelangelo and Donatello, and they're ripping on the foot soldiers as they're fighting, and they're like, hey, man, thank God these guys aren't lumberjacks. He's like, right, don't even be safe in the, tr- the forest of the trees. <laughs> and they're doing, and they're like, California roll, and they're doing a hard martial art roll where they're tucked in a crouch position, rolling with the makeup on, with the animatronics, and the guys are swinging what looks like real axes and missing. You make all that look real, authentic, and nail the dialogue. That right editing, there. sound, Edit, Exactly, like, the editing, because when they're doing mm-hmm. the roll stunts, oh they're God. wearing the static yeah. helmets. Right. So it's... it's you it's, can't hit the faces no, I mean, they the can't see. It's like Power Rangers, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Feel. Yeah. And then with, where the editing is concerned, the, the editing is so seamless to yeah. where they come out of those action sequences... And then they're talking. They're talking. And, they're and it there, feels and like, like it's it just, uh, again, that is a film to where you can watch it start to finish and just go, how, how? the hell did they do that? Yeah. yeah. And why can't we have that quality again yeah. in modern films? With, without all the CGI. Without all the I mean, I get some, but like, marry, without all the marry CGI. Marry the two. Yeah. Marry the practical effects with CGI. That's when Use the, movies the CGI look great. to make the practical effects look better. Right. I don't understand why they can't. Do the same thing. Put the guys in the suits the way they did right. in the nineteen nineties version. Even put them in the headpieces, right. but keep the the faces open and do the faces mocap. That's what I'm saying. That'd be great. And then yeah. that way the faces will move. Because I mean, yes, they revolutionized animatronics and and all of that for that first movie. But now here we are, almost thirty years later. Right. And yeah, of course it doesn't move as smoothly as we're you know expecting right. it to now because it's a thirty year old film. And it's but, technically cheaper to use the 
CGI, CGI right. than the animatronics. Right. The so, so you right. know, but fine. Still. Put them in the suits so it's a real person actually right. interacting in the world yep. and just mocap the face. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it's fine. How many movies have they done that with? And the movie came out flawlessly. Yeah. Many. Where they're like, hey, I mean, it's going to be a guy standing there and we're just going to mocap the face. Well, um, let's look at a bunch of Marvel's you know, films. That's what I'm saying. All yeah. Marvel's films for villains and stuff. Most of their big-ass villains yeah. Yeah. are just the actor playing right. it. In a mocap suit, right. yeah. giving the given the performance. Exactly. We're not even asking for that. No. Wear a suit. Right. Yeah. Wear the turtle, Wear the turtle suit. suit. Yeah. But just use the fa- use CGI for the face. Just to get the I facial mean, features down. Yeah. That's the, all. the other part, like I said, you get you hired martial artists to play martial artists. Mm-hmm. So the moves look when the turtles do like their like back kicks and like I'm like, and that's that why it real. looks so good because go, it was so real. real. Yep. I'm like, it man, was I go, real. As a Instead kid, somebody... I was like, I'm going to grow me a turtle. Yeah. Like, right? Yeah. Like, yes. I'm, I'm yes. going to go learn karate. That movie made yes. an entire I generation learn... <laughs> want to be a I'm turtle. Like, I need to learn karate, and then I got to figure out how to become green. I'm like, let's do karate first. <laughs> That'll probably be easier. And like, that was a kid. That's all I wanted to do. I was like, I want to go learn how to use a sword and bow staff. The other scene that always sticks out is the part where they're actually in the sword and the lair, and they're fighting back and forth. Okay. And you, and you, you end, switch yeah. over yeah. from them doing like... Smoke, and they do the kicking part, and they're eating apples. From eating an apple to beating guys up to skateboarding down the sewers, you're, beating you're guys up. You're watching them eat pizza. Yeah. yeah. Eat yeah. pizza. The other one is where they're watching TV, and Donatello's eating the Butterfinger, and Raphael's like, Can you crunch a little louder? I can still hear out of this one. And yeah, he looks at me and goes, Oh, is that the second movie? I bet you can get it that one. It's all right. Sorry, no. They're at the farm, and all four of them are fighting. Yeah. Oh yeah, and you're like you're See, watching that scene. There's an entire scenes. scene that was filmed, but not actually in the in the in the movie. If you watch during those yep. montages, yeah. If you read the the novelization, okay. When they're training, Michelangelo actually takes his, and you can see it really briefly if you watch close enough. He takes his bandana. He takes his bandana and moves it to the side to where he can't see. Oh wow! And he's fighting his Blind. other brothers. Blind because Leonardo's all about we have to get in yeah. touch yeah. with our inner, inner selves. selves. And then later that night they go to the woods mm. and they yeah. have the vision of Splinter and the story moves on. Right. And and again, some of that stuff was filmed but not, but not the right. full sequences. You don't under you don't know that unless you read the adapt the, right. the novel adaptation or, really or the comic book adaptation, which I own as well. <laughs> <laughs> because as we all know, Mr. X loves His being a turtle. Yeah, that's right. Well, those were our choices. Let us now head on out to the West Coast and find out what Salty Pistols pick for underrated, snubbed, comic book-based movie. Let me start by saying that without this movie setting the bar, Deadpool for getting an R rating would have never happened. And of course, I'm talking about the 2012 rated R movie, Dread. Starring Carl Urban. The best action movie of that year. Hands down, bar none. It's got action, violence, comedy, anything else you want, it's in there. And the fact that it didn't even get nominated really puts a bee in my bonnet, if you will, okay? A movie that realistically ups the stakes every time, every way. Starting off introducing characters. You know... I wish I could take the time to tell you everything I loved about the movie, but I'm not going to, because I want you to watch the movie and then send me a message or send the big fat poll list, any of our social media accounts, a message on why you loved Dread and why in 2012, Dread should have won so many awards, it's not even funny. So go, 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 scatter, stew, do it. What are you still here for? 
Go fucking watch Dread. All right, Pistol. Well, thank you very much. Not surprised. <laughs> Not surprised at all that Pistol would pick that film. Yeah, that makes sense. Total sense. That makes sense. Well, those are our choices, but we want to know what you think. What is a comic book-based film, whether it be superheroes or not, that you believe was totally snubbed? Let us know by heading over to our website at mybigfatpulllistpodcast.com. Fill out the contact form and tell us your best comic book movie pick. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I am Mr. X. I am Dr. Impact. I'm Smurfy. Pistol's on the West Coast, so he can't say bang. <laughs> but until next time, we'll see you later. That's our show, folks. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to subscribe on the podcast listening app of your choice. What he means is download and subscribe on every app possible. Have comments, questions, suggestions for future shows? Reach out to us at our website at mybigfatpulllist.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Until next time, keep your web fluid sticky. Your batarangs sharp. Ouch. And your space guns charge. That's not a space gun. That's Megatron. <laughs> the Academy Awards have given out shit. <laughs> Not even out of the gate. Not even out of the gate. Right out of the gate. Uh, Pistol Danger cannot be with us. He is on the East Coast doing East Coast things. He's in the West Coast. That is right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even know where he is. I was like, wait. wait. <clears throat> um, Tail of the gun. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bullet. It's, a, it's an animated film. shows the bullet, how it's made. But it's all in shadow. All in how, shadow. How it travels through life. With a jazz soundtrack. And I've got that Mor I composed. And Morgan Freeman. <laughs> and Morgan Freeman is, is the narrator. <laughs> um, uh, that was a horrible Clint Eastwood. I don't even know what that <laughs> was. I like trying it. to do. Thank you. You get the Oscar. Yeah, oh, you get the Oscar uh, for Clint wanna... Eastwood impersonation. There we go. Hey, look at that. I'm already winning. I'm a winner, and so can you. <laughs>